Hey there, it's time for another episode of On Target Talks, the podcast all about the nitty gritty in digital marketing. From SEO to social media, from paid spends to trends, we've got you covered. And if you want to keep up with our On Target team, follow us on social media at On Target Digital via Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Hi, and welcome to On Target Talks, a podcast where we talk about all things digital marketing. I'm the general manager, Monique, at On from On Target, and I'm joined by the lovely Diana, one of our content creators. Hi, Diana. Hi. How are you doing today? I am doing okay. Awesome. I'm so excited. Um, I believe, Diana, that this is mine and yours first podcast that we have done together. Yes, it definitely is our first podcast. That is, I'm so excited. Um, I tend to joke around a lot, so Darn. Uh, just FYI. <laughs> but it's appropriate for today. Okay, because as long as it's worth we are talking about, I don't want to say jokes, we're not talking about jokes. Um, but we are talking about jokes. So I think to kick it off today, um, I have a question for you, Diana. Maybe it's not a question, but I have a joke. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hatch. Hatch who? Bless you. <laughs> okay, so I actually had the question in that context. You know what? That is correct. <laughs> so what would I have had? A statement? Something like that. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, something like that. I actually, uh, so I have a question for you. Sure. While we're on the subject. Why did the chicken cross the playground? I don't know why. To get to the other slide. Oh, Diana, what kind of slides are your favorite when you were a kid? Um, I liked the ones that spun around, even though, or like the, you know, kind of yeah. spiral ones. Yeah. Even though I always got stuck. Same. And static. I hate, that's the, I hated static on slides. Like it just never, it didn't make it fun at all. Yeah, I feel like by the time I was sliding on slides, most of them were plastic and they weren't, like, metal anymore. I feel like the yeah. metal ones gave me more issues. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, we are going to be sliding into our topic here right now. Um, and so, Diana, do you know what it was Monday, March 8th, by chance? International Women's Day. International Women's Day! So I would just like to point out that all women are amazing and we deserve raises and we deserve um, equal opportunity compared to our male counterparts, all of those good things. Um, and we are strong, independent women. Um, so it was International Women's Day. Did you do anything in particular to celebrate the day, Diana? Well, now I'm ashamed. I did absolutely nothing to celebrate the day. I am right there with you. I also did absolutely nothing. I will say, though, that I did share some, like, wonderful, empowering messages on social media, which a lot of people partook in. Uh, partook? Partake? Partake in? I, I think partook would be... Okay, cool. Would make sense there. Um, I really do like to make up words, so that's an important fact that you should know about me. <laughs> um, but I did... I did partake in a lot of um, sharing of social media, all of those like women empowering kind of um, posts and really just helping spread the message about International Women's Day. 
Um, and the interesting thing that happened is um, a lot of brands took advantage. I don't want to say took advantage, but they took advantage of this day, right? They wanted to show um, sort of their brand stance. They wanted to show um, their support of International Women's Day. And they really wanted to just um, kind of participate in the conversation. Um, and we saw that around with um, a lot of brands. Um, other than the big one that we're going to talk about, was there anybody, and I'm putting you on the spot because we didn't talk about this, was there anybody that you particularly paid attention to on social media that you liked um, anything they did for International Women's Day? I saw, you know, empowering messages in general. Um, mm -hmm. I honestly don't follow a lot of big brands on social media so for me it was more so yeah. like the local businesses who were featuring their employees I found that yeah. just absolutely amazing and we have to do that next year <laughs> um yes when <laughs> women's month comes around but I think that's what I like seeing most of all I like you know you can you can put out a pithy statement and you can make it sound like you're all about one thing or the other but I think actually showcasing people and women who are, are, are inspiring, are inspiring. Yeah. Women yeah. who really do inspire people to do better and be better. I think that that's a more powerful message than just making a statement or making a really cool infographic or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's really important to make sure that like, particularly on a day like International Women's Day or, um, you know, when we have some of these like quote unquote holidays, if you will, um, just making sure that the tone is right on the content that, that you're producing. And I think to your point, having like a feature of a woman who's actually made a difference and who's supporting other women and who, you know, is out there um, cheering on you know, supporting, supporting each other, cheering on young girls, cheering on older women. I think that's, that tells a story to your point more than just like an infographic. Um, and you're going to get as a brand, you'll, you'll get more, um, visibility off of that. You'll get more engagement with that. And also it tells a really great story. Um, so I kind of, I felt the same way. I mean, I think there was a lot of like really great content around it. Um, one of my favorite Instagram channels is actually called Boss Babe. And so it's a very inspirational to um, inspirational channel to really talk women up into, okay, from a business perspective, you can be who you need to be. You can get the position you need to get. You're smart, you're capable, you know, all of this great stuff. And I think they produced a lot of really great content for International Women's Day that I just really enjoyed. And, and again, it's just, you know, kind of, as you're scrolling through, just getting that inspiration of like, yeah, I can do this. Like being a woman doesn't, you know, hold any reins to me. I, I can do this. I've got this. I can be, I can be that, that executive. I could be that top level um, engineer. I can be whatever I want to be because I've put my mind to it. So I think that's, you know, one of the many great things that brands um, certainly adapted to. Um, and then you have the brands who maybe, and this is a really good start of our conversation, trying to be funny, but didn't quite read the room, right? Or didn't fully execute. Yeah. And so one of the big things we're talking about is Burger King. 
And so Burger King, um, <laughs> it's just so funny to even think about it. Burger King, um, you know, there's this whole fast food kind of sarcastic, fun, but like um, edgy yeah. um, social tone, right? Like Wendy's fast and Arby's, they've, they've got it down. They do, and and they have it down in a very tasteful manner. Yes, right. So therein lies the key. And um, if you're going to set a tone like that, you need to be correct in how you're going to set that tone. Mm-hmm. And so, to your point, Wendy's and Arby's, they they have it figured out, right? They they are quippy, they're fast, they're quick, they are witty, and they they do it correctly. But Burger King, on the other hand, um tweeted out what was apparently meant to be part of a message okay but the part that really just got tweeted out was is that women belong in the kitchen okay so mind you guys this happened on international women's day right women belong in the kitchen and you know back in the 50s where we had those wonderful posters of like there's women oh she's in her like I mean, nobody can see me, but I'm posing to Diana. Hey, here's here's your food from the oven, honey. You just came home from work. I've been scrubbing the kitchen all day. I've been ironing. Women belong in the kitchen. That's what they tweeted. Whoa. Right, Diana? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just not the message you want to put out on any day, but especially a day that's about female empowerment. Yes seriously read the room yes and here's the thing in an if they had executed this correctly it actually could have been done well here was what this was meant to promote it was meant to promote a scholarship for culinary education okay because burger king has not just burger king but there's research out out there that shows that in higher culinary institutes, there are less women in the field than there are men. And so one of the things was to encourage women to you know, go and check out this scholarship for this culinary education. And so at the end of the day, the intention, right, was supportive, but your viewers sure as heck did not view it <laughs> as supporters because the execution was done so poorly that it just became this one big, large backfire. Yeah. And what they were trying to do was do the whole thing as it's read. So they come out with a shocking Mm -hmm. thing and then they reply to themselves, you know, how Twitter threads work. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But anyway, and the, they could have, probably resolve the whole thing if they put in parentheses a thread you know after the yeah after the tweet right yeah because then you would have been like oh there's more to read here but just posting that offensive statement and Mm -hmm. not giving any context to it was definitely a mistake I think it's interesting even too because I think that's one of and, and to me, Diana, that's one of the things about like knowing the platform the best, because first of all, women belong in the kitchen is far within Twitter's 
character counts. Oh, you yeah. have plenty of more <laughs> space to clarify yourself, right? So they were doing that intentionally, in my opinion, right? They were trying to get that that Wendy's, Arby's, quick, quippy kind of attention and then read the thing. But you know in Twitter that that gets buried easily and oh, people yeah. just see that one post and it's like, you could have you could have done something far different with this statement and made a better impact on it. And knowing the platform, knowing how the platform works, it was just such a poor decision to make that it really just completely ended up backfiring them and the intentions to it were, I don't even want to say good because I still think the statement women belong in the kitchen is not a good, you know, we understand what they're trying to do, but there was many other ways that they could have definitely re revised this strategy, if you will. Yeah. Well, I actually read a little more on it um, from what you sent me. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and <laughs> apparently there was a print version yeah. as well. Um, and in the print version, it said women belong in the kitchen. It was big and the rest of it was smaller print. That makes sense. Like, yeah. I think that is a more effective way to make the statement. Maybe they should have just kept it in print or mm. maybe it should have been in graphic form or something like that. Yeah. Rather than trying to make it a Twitter thread the way that they executed it. This podcast is brought to you by Pure Grind Coffee. If you're a hustler, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a creator, you name it, this is the coffee for you. It's amazing. It's rich. It keeps us all jacked up here at On Target. So visit puregrindcoffee.com. It's a monthly subscription product that you're going to freaking love. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's part of, of really one of the things that is important to to discuss, you know, everybody wants to go, everyone wants to go viral. Everyone wants to have their, their tweets be seen by everybody. We want, you know, Hey, Burger King made headlines. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is at the end of the day. Like the today show was talking about it. They were, you know, the Burger King made headlines. That's not the thing to make headlines for though, but everybody, you know, you can come into like some PR people are like, um, you know, even bad, bad news is still, is still, you know, bad press is still, is still press and you know, more, uh, yeah. I have to disagree with that, but, um, but you know, everyone wants to become viral. Everybody wants their stuff to be seen, but at the end of the day, you have to take a step back and think if this is going to do more damage to my brand, right. Then having that opportunity to be viral, you really have to reevaluate your strategy and what you're focusing on. And I think from a social media perspective, Diana, Sometimes we get questions from clients that are like, um, what's edgy, but not too edgy where we get, you know what I mean? We yeah. get, we get the attention. Um, what, you know, some of these memes that are fun to share that are going viral, um, what, what's too much, you know, what, how many memes are too much or how much is not enough? Um, because people do, people do want to grab people's attention. And I think being edgy is grabbing people's attention these days. They're looking for entertainment. Um, and so really trying to find a balance of not only being true to your brand, but honestly, just not being an a-hole, I think is, is really important too, right? Um, and making sure that you're not being completely tone deaf to what is going on around you. 
Yeah, and I, I think a big part of it is making sure that the tone fits your brand, mm-hmm. um, first of all, but also making sure people actually get the joke. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I was I was seeing, I, I read up a little bit on this, and what I was seeing a lot of was tell five people the joke and make sure at least one of them isn't in your office. <laughs> because if you only tell five people in your office, it might be an inside joke that only people in your office would get. Yeah. You know, and I think that would be a really good thing to do. And as far as making sure it matches your company's tone, some companies just can't get away with being edgy. <laughs> you try as they might. Yes. They can make jokes, but they should probably be dad jokes, not, you know, offensive jokes. <laughs> our, our knock knock jokes at the beginning of this podcast yes. is about where people should hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're questioning it. Honestly, if you're questioning whether a joke could offend somebody and there's nobody around from that group who you could be like, okay, I'm about to, I, I want to see if this joke is offensive. Just don't do it. I, that's a, you know what, Dinah, I love that piece of advice because like, you know, there's the, there's like the joke, like if you have to, if you have to, let me learn how to talk today. If you have to ask how much it costs to eat at a restaurant, you shouldn't be eating at the restaurant, right? Exactly. It's like, if you have to ask somebody if they think, like, if you have to wonder and you think, is this offensive? It probably is. You shouldn't be doing it. Like, you just, like, if you are questioning yourself if it's, if it's offensive, don't say it. It's offensive. Stop it. Stop right now. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't that, be questioning it. Because if it's for your company, whatever you post online will always represent your company. Mm-hmm. You know, even 10 years from now, somebody could send you a screenshot of that offensive tweet you posted and thought you got away with. Lo and exactly. behold. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing too is, is that like, like you said, you know, the internet stays around. People think that the, you know, things can come and go on the internet. It doesn't really. Things just come and go higher or lower on Google, but stuff is still there and it can come back to, to, you know, bite you. Um, and so really just keeping in mind, um, to your point, does it match your brand? And is it even something that your brand wants to be associated with? Um, and, you know, trying to lift women up and encourage women to come and enter into an industry that lacks women participation, um, is a really great effort. That's awesome. And that's so awesome for International Women's Day, but just how it was executed then just made it like a crash and burn. Um, and so I think, you know, not to say they didn't plan this out, but, you know, plan it out and then re-question yourself just in case and, and make sure that it's that it's going to be a good, well-received. Maybe we should give some, like, good, positive examples. I feel like we've just been talking about what not to do. Oh, yeah, go for it. Who do you have? Okay, so before I worked for this company, I was in the automotive business, mm-hmm. and I ran social media accounts for a few different dealerships. Yeah. And one of the things every year that I would look for is companies April Fool's jokes. Okay. You know, we're hopefully this will 
this podcast will actually be posted somewhere near April Fool's Day, so this will still be relevant. Yeah. (laughs) But um, Honda is especially good when it comes to their April Fool's Day jokes. They always come out with something that's just really off the wall. Okay. Um, Like, they came out with a new version of an old SUV called the Honda Passport, and Mm -hmm. they kind of did like a throwback video and called it like the past port and it was almost like your car was a time machine and it kind of had some like fresh prince of bel-air vibes and stuff like that it was really cute um audi also does a lot of really fun ones like there was a joke once that like the there was a rice cooker in the center console Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think things like that that are visual yeah um obvious photoshops (laughs) are a lot of fun um seeing things like that coming from brands where that's not going to offend anybody you know yeah (laughs) there's no edginess to it but it's still kind of hilarious because luxury cars do tend to have a lot of really ubiquitous features and you know something like a rice cooker like everyone eats on the road right so why not I would be totally into a rice cooker in the middle of my car. I love rice. I'll eat rice like all day long. So I would I'd be down for a rice cooker in my car. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. It's so versatile it, too. It's funny that you brought up April Fool's Day because I think that's one of those days where like um, people, people and brands, to your point, I mean, they try to be funny, but some people just go, they don't, they don't go the right direction with it. Right. And yeah. it's like, like it's almost sometimes, and I mean, this even happens with individual humans, right? Some people just get downright cruel in yeah. their, you know, in their April Fool's Day jokes. Like, I mean, we're all, I say we're all, and by that, I mean, I'm not, but you know, a lot of people are on TikTok and have you ever seen some of those, like, there's like the, you know, couples who are just downright doing like mean pranks to them, like, and they're like, physically not physically harming them but the little, little, little like you know like run into something or intentionally do something and I'm like why are why like that's the kind of like April Fool's pranks that I think like people are just like you know bodily injury they think is going to get them like viral or yeah. you know what I mean and like to what me I, that's just it's not funny yeah and I what I really hate on April Fool's Day is people who post that they're pregnant or they I can't stand those jokes like it's not it's not yeah. funny. No. I agree with you. I can't I can't stand those ones. But like, but I think even from a brand perspective, it's like, you know, let's do this with taste. We can we can be funny, we can be edgy to your point, and let's do this with taste. And April Fools is is another one of the I don't want to say another one because um International Women's Day is an opportunity to be edgy and serious, but April Fool's Day is, you know, a way to be funny and edgy. And have fun with it, but just really think about it and make sure, make sure you're representing your target demographic well. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And I also like, um, I think overall we've talked about them. And since we kind of talked about Burger King too, I think overall, like Wendy's and Arby's just does do a really good job with their sarcasm in their content. Um, you know, it comes off like, you know, it just the tone just comes off so well. And again, I just don't think like there's McDonald's can't get away with that. Like, 
there's, there's not, there's just not going to be an opportunity for McDonald's to get away with something like that. But they've stopped, both organizations have established that and have continued it and have gone with it. And it's just something that everybody expects from them. Um, and you know what, they've made mistakes before too, and they've owned up on them and they've come to it. Um, but I think just kind of looking at other, maybe other brands that you admire and their tone and how they're accomplishing it um, and see what you know your brand can can comfortably talk about and be, um, you know, just just have it be a well thought out strategy of how exactly what that tone is like that you want to achieve on your social channels. Yeah, I think a good thing aside from looking at major big brands might even be looking at what other small businesses in the area are doing and what kind of memes they're posting and stuff like that. Because um, you can get a really good feel for, okay, if I want to reach out to my Central Florida audience, this is what gets engagement right now. Yeah. So there are even some local Orlando pages, like the city of Orlando, um, Orlando International Airport, for example, um, that actually have pretty good social media presences on their own. So if you want to get a really feel for, like, this is Orlando, if you want to yeah. speak to Orlandoans try this. Are we Orlandoans? Um, I'm an Orlandoan. I've lived here since. I mean, you're right. I'm not technically. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I'm a Texan. (laughs) What would I be? A Dallasan? Dallasan? Fort Worthan? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Fort Worthian. Yeah. You know what? So it's funny because this is like nothing to do with digital marketing, but everything to do with like, um, just, just like, sarcasm and, and funniness um have you ever seen the book of mormon you know i have oh we talked about this you haven't i, I need to see it though i i've okay. heard a couple songs from it okay so the book of mormon um is just one of those things where um i went i actually went um what was last year 2020 see last year was a blur 2019 um husband and i we went to new york my sister um lived in new york so we went and visited her and we saw Book of Mormon on Broadway. And I actually knew nothing about the story and I had no idea what I was getting into. And it's really funny because if you find something, and I'm I'm gonna tie this in, if you find something that like, to your example, Diana, if you're getting like, um, you want to like kind of be funny to like the local Central Florida market or Orlando, you you can do it and you can do it well. So as a as a little bit of a um a spoiler alert, the Book of Mormon is about Mormons who go on their mission. And if you're not familiar um, with Mormonism, is that the language or Jesus Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? So they go on a um a mission for two years. Um okay, and so the um it's it's very um the it's it's a comedy. So this this is a comedy um musical, so it's not serious by any stretch of the imagination. But um, you have a mission for two years. And the beginning of this story is that the um, one of the elders really wants to go to his favorite. He wants to get the mission of his place. He wants to be at his all-time favorite place. And everyone's all like, I want to go to Paris. I want to go here. I want to go there. His all-time favorite place is Orlando. And nice. I have to tell you, Diana, I was like in in the theater, not knowing what I was getting myself into. And when they start, he starts singing and he's like, but I really, I really, really hope that I go to my all time favorite place, which is, and then he does the Orlando. (laughs) 
I was like, I was, I was uncontrollably laughing because I'm from Orlando and it's like SeaWorld and Disney and all this stuff. And I am just like, like ugly laughing. Everybody's looking at me like just, I found it as somebody from Orlando. I found it absolutely comical. It was hilarious. And so it just was one of those like, you know, well done. And it like hit into all of the like ridiculousness that is Orlando that this guy is just stoked about, right? He wants to go to Orlando. And to me, that's just, it was like the perfect combination of like somebody being from Orlando and knowing everything that happens there. (laughs) And just like hearing how stoked somebody is to go to Orlando was just like, I, I, I literally couldn't contain myself in this in this show. I, I really need to hear this because to be perfectly honest, one of my favorite places is also Orlando. <laughs> and I'd love to hear a completely different perspective on it because oh my I, of course, am a Disney annual pass holder. Yep. And not a universal one. And, <laughs> you know, I love Disney as much as the next person, but there's just so much more that I love yeah. about Orlando and the yeah. community and living downtown well, and, and stuff like that. And that's like, like, that's the beautiful thing about it is, is like, I think, I mean, I think you can like, um, you know, you definitely need to watch it and you can like, you can get it, you can respect it, you can love it, you can, all that good stuff. But like, it's like, to me, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, have you seen the Book of Mormon? Especially people who live in Orlando. I'm like, have you seen the Book of Mormon? It's so funny. Like, I, I was born and raised in Orlando. So like, to me, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, you know, I was a theme park baby. My dad worked in theme parks. I, ha- I had, you know, I was around it. I yeah. love it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great. It's amazing. But I'm just kind of like, do people really get this excited about Disney? Like, the, you know, <laughs> like, and, it, and it's because like we go often, right? So like, you know, you're a pass holder, right? You're, you're on the um, spoiled side. I was on the spoiled side of the fact that we get to enjoy it often. Yeah, I, I have to say, though, every time I go to Disney World, it's still magical. Aw, Diana. <laughs> every single time. Even if I've gone, like, twice in a week, it's still just like, oh, I'm going to Disney. Sometimes I feel the opposite with the <laughs> amount of people that are there. I'm like, it would be magical if about, like, mm, three-fourths of you left. <laughs> I definitely feel that way. So crowded. Now. I'm very glad that they're very strict about their mask mandates and things like that at Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Well. Um, okay, so certainly back around. Um, do you have anything else you want to bring up here before I kind of close out? Um, really just if you're going to try any kind of humor mm-hmm. in social media or any kind of campaign you're doing. Just try to make sure that it's something that people will respond to. Make sure that it's relevant. Um, If you can tie it into current times, again, without being offensive, then definitely try to do so. Um, And make sure that it's something that people want to hear from you. Yeah. From your company or your brand. Yeah. Well said. Um, Well said. And I think... Um, you know, if you have questions about, um, you know, making your brand, 
um, who you want it to be and making or making your social media, I should say, match your brand and, and your tone. Um, we're here to help you. Um, we're here to help you work with your tone and really what is that strategy going to look like once you have your tone, once you, once you know exactly, um, how you want to put forth all of your messages. Um, one, we're here to help you determine that, but then two, we're here to help make sure that that's consistent throughout all of your platforms, whether it's advertising, whether it's your website, whether it's social media, whether it's blog content, we're here to support that. Um, and so keep that in mind as you're kind of evaluating your tone, as you're looking at what are some opportunities that you can do for your brand through social media, um, participating in some of these International Women's Day, April Fool's Day, um, you know, all these national holidays that we have, some of these small ones too, like National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, um, all of these things that you're participating in. And even as um, news and events come up as well, just stop and think about how you as an organization are going to address it. Um, because that's really where your company is going to speak volumes to your, to your listeners and to your customers. Awesome. So Diana, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I think we had fun. Did yeah, you? I guess so. Oh, that are all right in the heart. <laughs> um, we had it's, fun. It's not Don't... you, it's me. I'm like, oh, wow. Even worse. <laughs> Double stab. We can be friends, right? Um, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> um, guys, don't listen to her. She had a ball. I can tell. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you do have any more questions for us, head over to ontargetdigitalmarketing.com. Go to our insights tab where you can find our blog content. From there, if you have any more questions, go ahead, fill out our contact form, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thanks again for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another great episode of On Target Talks. We hope you enjoyed our insightful takes as well as our team members' banter. Again, follow us at On Target Digital on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you.